Hello, 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 ha. Actually, I think I'm going to start with Larize. So, Larize is a greeting from the Edo tribe in Nigeria, the Benins. <laughs> the Benins. Uh, so, you might have heard about Benin quite recently because of Benin bronzes, for example, and the return of Awa. <laughs> our stuff <laughs> so the things that were looted um, during uh, the uh, British uh, punitive expedition so there's been a lot for a while now about returning these as opposed to having them um, shown uh, <laughs> all over the world <laughs> whereas the home in which they were made for the purposes in which they were made they are no longer there but yeah, Larizi is um, a greeting from um, the Edo tribe. Um, so what I love about the Edo's, one of the facts I can tell you is that um, there are different types of greetings. Um, so you can have Larizi, let me just name a few, Lamogum, Latose, uh, Lakum, which other ones? Okay, those are the ones I can think of, but there are others, <laughs> I'm sure. I, I'm sure. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And um, these greetings all symbolize um, or go to show the home, the family you come from. So different families have different greetings. Isn't that cool? <laughs> so depending, if someone says Latasa to you and you know that they are from a different um, a different home, a different family, um, like what family they are from. And uh, I think it was my mom that said that the people that say the Latasas and that, you obviously you can trace them back so far. You should be able to. If you did, you would find that they're all, you know, somehow, somehow linked, somehow, somehow. So that's um, a pretty cool thing. Um, yeah, different greetings for different um, homes. So that's that. Uh, so yeah, hi, I'm Georgiana from um, Africanisms Tea. Right, and this is a podcast that goes out um, monthly at the end of the month. It is 30 minutes, and this is the first time <laughs> I've done a video on this. Uh, all right, so I hope it's, uh, it's going to be good. Right, so the first 15 minutes is to talk about anything, anything random, anything nostalgic. Uh, Africanism's tea is big on nostalgia. So, um, yeah, if there's... Ah, Whatever you can, whatever you can feel, whatever you can think, you know, those good times, <laughs> those funny times, those <clears throat> times, all of them, which is another Nigerianism, all the bubwebubwebs you can think of, so all the random, all the everything but the kitchen sink kind of thing. Um, so yeah, that's what um, the first 15 minutes is for. And then you have uh, the last 15 minutes, which is all about books. <laughs> Because, you know, life, the stories, the things you can learn, the worlds you can go through books is just, yeah, you have to. And in particular, um, I'm going through books um, I read when I was um, younger. So read in primary school in Nigeria and just generally because I read a lot, really love reading. <sighs> Without much further ado, let's go to the first half, right, which is the random stuff. Um, so everybody's gone through this. It's been flogged and flogged and flogged and flogged and flogged. Uh, so yeah, 
Um, but I'm going to add my two cents in. The sort of feeling I had when um, when the Meghan and Harry interview came out. I just uh, <laughs> when, they, when they, so they came out and then the reactions from everywhere. It was quite a, it was quite something to see. <sighs> so what, what 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 can one say about that? Everything that has been said, yeah, we know. But for me, my two cents, I just thought to myself, imagine, right, she has the influence, the affluence, and etc. And she's come out to say, this thing almost broke me to the point of death, <laughs> of me having suicidal thoughts, that my mental health took a dive, right? And this is with L. <laughs> um and it got me thinking that imagine those of us that have a regular nine to five or irregular jobs and um, the situations that we face are so debilitating uh, and we don't even we can't even start to begin to talk and the thing that struck me is that the reactions people were giving like oh she's a liar she said this i wouldn't trust her as far as i could throw her and saying all this type of things so i was like gosh imagine all of that she has the um sense in herself to bring this out to to, to reveal this and that's the reaction you could give. So imagine us that we we can't just do that. We can't get up and go because we need <laughs> we need the, the dough. We need that. And every day we go into work and our insights are quivering. <laughs> we're having um, panic attacks. We're stressed out. We are isolated. We are doing. There's all sorts of nonsense going on, and we don't even have the cushion to land on and this person has come out to say this is what this whole situation is you know and you're saying that yeah she, she's she's just she's making it up she's not serious you know whatever whatever <laughs> all of this type of nonsense i'm like gosh if you know how deep this sort of thing is it doesn't matter trust me she she can hopefully she's moving on with her life and healing but for those of us that are staying in this it's horrible and to have people say that they don't believe her that she's lying and this like this and dismissing her trivializing <laughs> what has happened I'm just like, if you cannot see that then how do you see how do you know how do you understand to change everything from the top down you know if you don't admit that there's a problem you know and I, I just was stumped it was the most ridiculous thing <laughs> i could see ah oh, gosh people were going on and i was like right 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 you know because they could they, they, they you know people will silence you imagine if you 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 are just one person you can't fight back against everything because you have to take care of yourself as well you know and you're just one in this huge mass <laughs> and i was thinking she she's trying to bring something out she's trying to say something say what her experience was and it's like nah get away <laughs> what do you think you are kind of thing and people were intentionally misconstruing it as an attack against the queen it's like um what's the word um um intentional blindness you know I wish I, I I was so disturbed and so uh, mentally, <laughs> um, um, like mentally 
shooken <laughs> that um i wanted i felt like i had to side the thoughts and it's like oh but you are doing this against the queen this is this this, this. and i'm like really <laughs> so it's you know it's, people took the knee you're doing this against the flag <laughs> So the idea of racism, of um, horrible treatment of people, that's always against somebody. It's not against the people that are feeling it. It's not about the horrors of actually being upset at somebody's treatment. It's about <laughs> some entity, always. It's just mir miraculous, intentional blindness. Like, look, look at the light. Look at the light. No, I do not see the light. I refuse. There is no light there. It is not there. <laughs> it's like, okay. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, crack my head <laughs> for you? See me see Wahala. You know, like, it's just mind boggling. <laughs> so, that was that, too. So, for all, all my my people, <laughs> I beg, we could not take heart. You know, easy. Hey, maybe I should have worn the I can't come and kill myself. So, I switched it because sometimes, but I know it's popping again because, you know, because <laughs> you see. Waiting man go do, waiting woman go do, waiting person go do. So that's that. So, <sighs> gosh, now what for her? Noisy at all. <laughs> that was really something. Yeah. <sighs> but I tell you something funny that came to me actually. I think I've, I, I don't know if I've said it before, but, um, <laughs> There's there are these twins that we have in the family. <laughs> They're cute. <laughs> these twin boys, adorable. Um, and uh, so their mom was like, so I, they were around um, before, you know, all of this kind of things, <sighs> current world situation kind of vibes. So they were around then, and um, I remember there was a massive spider. It was that season, you know. There's always a season when spiders find their way into your home, and they are huge. They are growing bigger and bigger every day, kind of like pigeons. Some of these pigeons are so heavy. I'm wondering how they fly. Literally, they're like qua qua qua. Like if I don't move, they'll show me who owns the way. <sighs> Seriously, they are really like properly well fed. Some of them might also be bigger than their chickens. Though, the way they are going. I like them. They enjoy their life. After all, they are the only people that can fly in and out of the country, you know? No travel restrictions for them. So I can understand why they can just pop over to France, drink some wine, have cheese, come to the UK, you know, go wherever. They are so happy. So why aren't they, like, feeling good in themselves? Yeah. But I digress. So, also, yeah, and then, you know, spiders are also... So this it was those huge spiders that were in the house and <laughs> there was one by the door and in my mind I saw it already I was like like red light, red light, red light. <laughs> the spider is massive. <laughs> you know the whole thing where you like <laughs> you're checking him <laughs> from some distance away. And the mom started regaling me of the tales. She was like, Look, see the difference between the upbringing between um, like us and um, the kids, right? In Nigeria, obviously, this is the way you do it. <laughs> me, I scream, Spider! <laughs> Sometimes I even go and beg my mom. I remember one time my cousin came, right? She was upstairs and we were downstairs, but she wanted to come downstairs. But there was a huge spider on the wall. <laughs> this, 
the staircase, like the staircase one. There's a huge spider. So she called me to come and help her. I was like, oh, you called the wrong person. So I was like, ah, let me intercede. I went to go and call my mom. Like, there's a huge spider and she can't come down. So my mother called like, are you okay? You want me to get up to go and kiss spider? I was like, no, no. <laughs> Mama, it's really big. I would, have tried, I would have dealt with it myself, you know? And it's really dangerous, that sort of thing, because if I use, like, try and aim with a, like, shoe, if that thing falls and comes to come and find me personally, that's the same problem with broom again. If I go, it's going to, and I don't really want to have that sort of relationship with a spider. So... <clears throat> <laughs> I went back, I was like, ah, Ogelo, sorry, <laughs> I can't do anything, <laughs> this one is big, I feel like, you know, it, it knows where, it, it, it knows where I live already, then you know my own room inside and come for me, so I really cannot, I'm sorry I cannot help you in this matter, <laughs> so really, she stayed up there, <laughs> we don't know where the spider went, it's probably still just looking around somewhere in the house, and... <laughs> She stayed up there that whole, yeah, the entire evening. But yeah, the, I digressed and I'm going to come back. So she was like, oh, the difference between them and us and them. Uh, so we see spiders and we screech and scream and jump like, you know, they have ants in our pants and all of that sort of thing. You know, she said, you know, they saw a spider. And then it's like, oh, mommy, there's a spider there. Just went to the uh, uh, bathroom, to the toilet tore a sheet of uh, toilet paper, went calmly, picked it up, boom, and went to go and put it in the bin. End of matter. <laughs> Whereas, <laughs> see, you see me, like, taking aim and, <laughs> and doing like I'm some boxer, like he's going to come for me. Ha! See me? I said, now, wow. Uh, see? <laughs> I just hope, though, that they, they don't change to become like this <laughs> because, obviously, it's learned behavior. Um, yeah, you just, you, you do it because, yeah, you see others doing it, you're scared because, yeah, you just went like that in your head and and uh and you haven't uh, you haven't uh, <laughs> gone out of that thing so anyhow look at the big person afraid of spiders and meanwhile they are just they've just turned three they can just go like this and then go and put it in the bin i was like correct not for yourself very good but as for me and myself hmm We'll take a different one. We're still working on it. We're still working on it. One day, spiders won't be a problem. And you know what's annoying? When I was younger, I used to love spiders. I'd actually go put my hand down, have them crawl up and down. I used to also play with centipedes, millipedes. I was fascinated. I'd pick them up and, you know, they'd curl up like that. I was so brave. I don't know what happened. Eh? Being an adult, growing older, it's annoying. It's like, why? <laughs> you should take those good qualities and just keep going. But no. Now, if I see millipede, <laughs> if I see centipede, oh, uh, what is it? But yeah, <laughs> let's move on to the uh, book uh, portion <laughs> of this. Um, so I have uh, here Tales from School by Uche Osundu. Let me read the blog on the back bit. <clears throat> Tales from School is a collection of two stories, The Revenge and The Sick Thief. The two stories have students as their central characters. They exemplify different student escapades. That's really the right word. 
and dwell majorly on varied juvenile delinquencies with the attendant repercussions. The themes include revenge, theft, youthful exuberance, violence, mostly nefarious activities in which secondary school students, especially boarders, engage. Both stories teach moral lessons and aim to correct the aforementioned bad habits prevalent among young students. So let me tell you a bit more about the author, right? So Osunju Uche studied industrial chemistry at the University of Nigeria, Unsuka, where he obtained a BSc uh, degree. He is currently a correspondent with the Sun newspaper, where he covers the crime beat. He's 27 years old and hails from Amakama, Olokoro area of Umwaha in Abia State. He loves telling stories which affect the lives of youngsters positively. He also loves reading stories of adventure. He currently resides in Lagos. This is his first published work. <laughs> I remember this, right? It was so good. I'm so glad because these are books that came all the way from Nigeria. Yeah, wait, let me see. Yeah, yeah, this is, oh my good, this book is literally the one I did have from school. A lot of them, God bless my mom, she brings them back. When she, whenever she travels home, she just brings them back because she knows I love them. And um, when we traveled, when we left Nigeria, oh, my collection, I had to leave them behind. I'm so pleased, this is lovely. <laughs> Anyhow, the two stories here are called The Revenge and The Sick Thief. So as you can see, it's not a thick book. It's just like a little thing. But um, <laughs> I think I measure books by how, for me, how impactful they, for me they are with how um, slowly I read them. <laughs> so Because everything, it feels like, and with this one, some of them are so profound. So like The Alchemist or even this book that I'm going to get onto. <laughs> so um, they're so profound and I feel this sense of mm, going to be like a wise old woman like doing that and I'll be scratching my beard thinking about them and feeling mm, and thinking and you know doing that kind of kind of thing drink my tea and stare off into the distance that sort of feeling and others uh, laugh out loud and that somebody will come and ask you, are you alright? So this book was in the are you alright category. So I'll read a bit of it and I want to savor it so I just keep it. So it's taking me quite a bit of time to go through it. <laughs> but it's funny. And um, <laughs> let me read an excerpt for you. <clears throat> I have a thing on my throat so I'll try and <clears throat> clean it, clear it very well. <sighs> The boys entered their hostel and went straight for their beds. The quarry was still on his way back, a stick of benson and hedges in his hand, while he hummed contently to himself, very pleased at the day's turn of events. At a time when he had nearly finished his pocket money, wondering where more money would come from, particularly for his favourite benson and hedges, his bread had been unexpectedly buttered by three crazy imps. Ah! Who said life was not good, he concluded as he got to his door and took a deep drag before dipping his hand into his pocket for his key, oblivious of the fact that he was marching right on top of the combined feces of Kenny, Kevin, Ikenna and Ikenna. Da, da, da. 
<laughs> okay, not funny because that was just there. But again, like the book says, right? Juvenile, <laughs> juvenile delinquencies and nefarious activities. And that was a nefarious activity, trust me. So <laughs> essentially, the whole thing of revenge, which is the first half of this um, story, is um, <laughs> three boys wish to get back at the prefect. So, like, this is one of the senior students that are like little managers in the school for <laughs> taking them. <laughs> relieving them of their goodies essentially um and misusing his power abusing his power and they thought of a very interesting and disgusting way to do that and that was the excerpt that i just read reading this book i laughed so hard because it's something that could so happen it is it's really the hijinks that would go on you don't know as even, even when i was in primary school the stuff that were going there is so funny, but nothing more. <laughs> nothing. This the second bit of the story was really <laughs> it had me reminiscing a lot about my own school because it was about um okay this sounds bad but it was about thievery the sick thief right but the, <laughs> the reason being I didn't go to boarding school but the reason why this um this them had me reminiscing was uh, because of um how some there were thefts going on at times right. So what we used to do, if your parents gave you money for lunch or break or, you know, whatever. So even if it's to even say pay your school fees or pay for some extra, extra thing and during school, you don't put the money in your bag because if you go out for break or lunch, whatever, um, your bag is left just there. So what we did, I don't know, you know those um, socks that you'd pull up and they have decorative, they're almost like um, knitted things but with like yeah you know the socks they're really like with the patterns and stuff you pull yourself your money <laughs> and you stuff it <laughs> down the, the, the side of your uh, soft foot whichever one um or put the money underneath into your shoes and then you step on it and that's you you have your your uh, your your own version of your wallet that's always with you unobtrusively so that was the that was the deal <laughs> so in this school <laughs> the antics they got up to really made me laugh, right? So this is uh, the thief. <clears throat> he started. He started prowling. He goes um, next. He said to turning things over carefully in search of more money, but found none to his consternation. He dealt with the provisions as he took some quantity from each. A small rat jumped out from one corner of the huge cupboard. He drew back quickly out of fear. He lost hold of his bowl and touched in the process. The contents of the bowl scattered all over the floor and on his body. A cockroach flew out of the cupboard and perched on his right eye, causing him to let out a subdued shout. He grabbed at the eye, but the insect was faster and disappeared back into the cupboard, leaving him panting and slightly wounded, and slightly <laughs> leaving him panting and slightly wounded beside the eye. He fumed silently as he moved to pick up his falling torch, only to discover that the glass cover had been broken. <laughs> Sorry. That thing just got me. Cracked me up. Oh yeah, Tales from School. Unfortunately, it's not on Amazon. No. <laughs> Please, anybody. I swear, maybe you know what I should do is I have like a Nigerian bookshop. Like, um, just... <laughs> nostalgia of Nigerian books that um, I do my own little kind of thing from because I think they are so funny and light and 
not so light because some the first story, the first part of the story with um, revenge was tragic in the end. And um, it reminds me of this thing. Um, so people treat, twist it up, change it up whenever they insert whatever here. So it goes, um, revenge is like taking poison in hopes that the other person will die. So it might end up killing, you know, you're taking something, doing something, it's killing you in hopes that it, you know, you deal with the other person. So that was that. That was the um, Tales from School. Now this <sighs> this book took me three days to recover. Um, that's after I finished reading it. Um, I haven't read this book in over 15 years. Um, <laughs> Triumph of the Water Lily by Stella Fiosamo, my favorite book ever, ever, ever in the world. And I think I've only, I haven't read it in over 15 years. It's taken me three days after I finished reading it to talk about it and and it took me actually the whole time in reading this it took me how long um I started reading it at the beginning of this month but I genuinely couldn't like continue because I had I was very like emotional and I was coursing through me and I felt such a thing so um let me read the back <clears throat> the Triumph of the Water Lily is a celebration of womanhood. It's a moving exploration of life and death in which Ephra, the main the narrator, tells a passionate tale of um, trial and tribulations, of the triumph of love and life, even in the throes of death. The novel attests to the nobility, elegance, and profound goodness of Nkim, the central character. It is also a courageous story of romance filled with excitement, novelty, and moments of shock, particularly for Ephra, whose life has been inexorably, inexorably influenced by Nkim's. Stella Ifiosamo, the author, is a graduate of sociology and anthropology from the University of Benin, Nigeria, and also a graduate uh, member of the British Institute of Chartered Secretaries and Administrators. She worked as a journalist in the 70s with the Nigerian Broadcasting Corporation, Lagos, and, um, and has been resident in Britain since 1983. <sighs> Triumph of the Water Lilies, her first novel. This book is... Yeah, so it took me so long. Um, let me just read an excerpt because uh, I could talk forever. And um, yeah, what's the point? Eh? Hmm. So this is Inkem and Ephra, the conversation between the two of them. Oh, Inkem, will you stop being academic? I exclaimed, much amused and reached up to a nearby wall to ring a bell so the kitchen staff could come and remove the plates. I've been drinking white gary for as long as I can remember, and nothing's happened to me. Ah, who said you were normal? She retorted with a mischievous smile and ducked smartly as I threw a pillow at her. Just then, the boy who had served the meal arrived to clear the plate. That except, right, just um, it's, it's, it's a good snapshot of the relationship between Nkim and um, Efwa. Efwa, like, as a little girl, she was my idol. And up to now, she's still kind of like my idol, even though in the book now we're at the same age. Um, gosh, it's a very thin. So both of them are um, blessed um, to have just this goodness about them. The Efwa for me... Uh, I'm such a fangirl for a character in a book, um, a book that breaks my heart. It's the first book that had me 
feeling really bittersweet and i really hate that i hated that feeling because look all the dear jones titanic lion king uh sound of music all of them eh? see only last year christmas did i watch them uh, uh lion king again because when the father dies i tell you my heart was broken as a kid i watched beauty and the beast i watched uh, pinocchio snow white i even watched dumbelina but <laughs> that lion king eh? even I, i'm sitting out there like oh, oh my god <laughs> he died he died he died you know like it was and i was scared to watch it so for example uh titanic my heart will go on selling junk mm. oh no so all of this type of emotional, this kind of stuff, mm -mm, don't come me in. I don't like, I don't want, I don't want, according to the twins, I don't want. So <laughs> I was all about like the traditional books, the traditional, traditional books. So we're thinking uh, Chino Achebe, Snipper and the Quincy, those sort of authors, right? And then <laughs> Stella and Fiosamo came into my life and she wasn't part of any required reading for school. And my heart, ah, oh, but I couldn't, I could, I loved the book so much. It was such a big part of me that I just, it, it just, it brought this whole thing inside, um, like wonderful nature of friendships, of life, of of love in its own way and um <laughs> like and loss and this whole thing had me <laughs> had me um uh gosh still does it to me still does it to me still does it to me um triumph of the water lily i believe is on amazon and um <laughs> i would love to meet Stella one day because uh your book i have read a lot of books but this one from the time when i was a kid to now it still just does something to me and and i think that's just um yeah i, I perspectives have changed <laughs> but still the emotion and the loss i feel but the happiness i also feel is um yeah she's the first author to have that bittersweet thing and uh yeah it's yeah something so i hope this was uh, as fun for you as it was for me and uh you know the whole usual spiel and uh, don't forget to subscribe <laughs> you can listen to africanisms tea on all major podcast providers um and uh yeah Till next time. Bye bye. <laughs>